Hello everyone, today I'll be reading chapter 4 of Avengers 1. Bruce Banner had gotten pretty good at running away and hiding. Once he tried it in Brazil and stayed gone for years, then he'd been forced to come back when General Ross tried to make him into a weapon. Bruce carried gamma radiation in his blood and it gave him the power and the curse of changing into the unstoppable Green Hulk, where never he lost control of his emotions. The farther he stayed away from the army and from S.H.I.E.L.D., the more likely he could live a normal life. Now, he was working with the poorest of the poor in a chanty town on the outskirts of Calcutta. The need here was endless, and doctors were few and far between. Bruce did what he could to combat the spread of disease, and also to atone for the damage he'd done when he changed into the Hulk. He had come a long way since then, but he knew the monster always lurked within him and he had to do whatever was necessary to keep it from taking control. That's what drove him, a desire to be a force for good in the world, despite the Hulk always trying to get out. Late one night, he was ministering to a sick family, attempting to keep the fevers down without access to advanced medicine, when he heard a commotion at the door. There's sickness here! Go! The family's mother said. Bruce looked and saw a small girl at the door. Your doctor? She spoke English but repeated the question in Hindi. My my father is sick and he's not waking up. He has a, a fever and he's moaning, but his eyes won't open. Slow down, Bruce said in Hindi. He'd gotten pretty good at picking up languages in his travels. My father, she said begging. Like them? He asked, pointing at the sick children on the bed. They coughed and stirred in the <coughs> fever. The little girl just held out one hand with money in it, doubtless everything her family could raise. Please, she said. Bruce went with her, ducking away when a jeep full of soldiers passed. She led him into another house, then climbed through a window inside it and disappeared. He stopped on the porch, looking into the open windows. The house was empty. A prank? A trap of some kind? Bruce looked around, thinking out loud. Should have gotten paid up front, Banner? he said. Then he heard a voice from the shadows, where he had just looked. You know, for a man who's supposed to be avoiding stress, he picked quite a place to settle. Bruce turned and saw a young woman coming out of the house. She didn't look dressed for a fight. She wore a black dress with a shawl over it and carried no visible weapons. Bruce didn't know what she wanted, but he figured it wasn't good. She wouldn't have decoyed him all the way out here to the edge of town just to say hello. Anyway, he figured he might as well continue the conversation on what he found out. Avoiding stress isn't the secret, he said. Then what is? Yoga? He didn't bother to answer that. You brought me to the edge of the city, he said. Smart? I assume the whole place is surrounded? Just you and me? And your little actress buddy? Is she a spy too? Is Todd that young? She looked him dead in the eye and said, 
I did. Who are you? Natasha Romanoff. Are you here to kill me, Miss Romanoff? Because that's not going to work out for everyone. No, of course not. I'm here on behalf of S.H.I.E.L.D. <sighs> S.H.I.E.L.D. Bruce sighed. Some things you just couldn't unrun, he thought. How did they find me? We never lost you, Doctor. We just kept our distance. Even helped keep some other interested parties off your scent. Why? Nick Fury seems to trust you. But now, we need you to come in. What if I say no? I'll persuade you. And what if the other guy says no? You've been more than a year without an incident, she said. I don't think you want to break that streak. Well, I don't get what I want every time, Bruce said, trying not to sound bitter. Agent Romanoff got more businesslike and direct. Doctor, we're facing a potential global catastrophe, she said. Well, those I actively try to avoid. She put up an image on her phone and put it down on a low table. This is the Tesseract. It has the potential energy to wipe out the planet. He came to look at the image. What does Fury want me to do? Swallow it? He wants you to find it. It's been taken. It emits a gamma signature that's too weak for us to trace. There's no one that knows gamma radiation like you do. Bruce almost thought that she must be joking with him. Gamma radiation had destroyed his life, taken away everything he'd ever had. And now they wanted to exploit how much he knew about it? If there was, that's where I'd be, Romanoff added. So Fury isn't after the monster, Bruce said. He wanted to be sure what he was getting into. Not that he's told me. And he told you everything? Talk to Fury. He needs you on this. He's going to put me in a cage? No one's going to put you in a... He roared, slamming his hands on the table in an eye blink. She was up and crossed the room. A gun leveled at Bruce's head. He felt a little bad when he saw how much she terrified her. S.H.I.E.L.D. agents didn't scare easily. But if she'd had read Bruce's file, she would have known what he could do. No wonder she was scared. Bruce backed off and gave a smile. I'm sorry. That was me. I just wanted to see what you'd do. What he really wanted was to cut through the song and dance, find out what Nick Fury really wanted, and decide whether or not he would go along with it. Why don't we do this the easy way, where you don't use that and the other guy doesn't make a mess? He said. Okay? Natasha? She lowered the gun. Stand down, she said, apparently to no one. We're good here. Outside, Bruce heard the sound of guns being lowered and hammers uncocked. Just you and me, he said, quoting Natasha's words back at her to show he knew she was lying. He knew she wouldn't have come alone. Bruce Banner was many things, but stupid wasn't one of them. Chapter 5 Nick Fury had called an emergency meeting of the World Security Council. They needed to know what had happened with the Tesseract, and they needed to know what he planned to do about it. He brought up holographic images of all the WSC members with their faces and locations hidden. He did not know who they were, but S.H.I.E.L.D. reported to them. He stood in a small room near the Helicavier's bridge and briefed them on the appearance of Loki and the destruction of the S.H.I.E.L.D. base in New Mexico. When he was done, they weren't happy. Of line here, Director, one of them said. You're dealing with forces you can't control. 
You ever been in a war, counselor? In a firefight? Did you feel an overabundance of control? You're saying that this Asgard has declared war on our planet? Not Asgard. Fury corrected him. Loki. Another counselor stepped in. He can't be working alone. What about the other one? His brother? Our intelligence says Thor's not a hostile. But he's worlds away. We can't depend on him to help either. It's up to us. Which is why we should be focusing on phase two, said the counselor who had spoken first. It was designed for exactly this, am I right? Phase two isn't ready. Our enemy is. We need a response team. The Avengers initiative was shut down. This isn't about the Avengers. That wasn't strictly true. But Nick Fury was no idiot. He wasn't going to show all his cars to the World Security Council when he didn't even know who they were. We've seen the list, said the third counselor. You're running the world's greatest covert security network and you're going to leave the fate of the human race to a handful of freaks. I'm not leaving anything to anyone. We need a response team. These people may be isolated, unbalanced even, but I believe with the right push, they can be exactly what we need. You believe? echoed the third counselor. The first added, War isn't won by sentiment. No, it's won by soldiers. Then he waited to see what they would say. More accurately, he waited for them to say what he had known they would say all along. They did not forbid him from going forward, but Fury knew he couldn't count on them for support either. He was on his own. That was all right. Usually he preferred it that way. As long as the council didn't start going behind his back, he would be fine.